I thought this was a 25. This die like fucks with me too often. <laughs> I'm like, 25 on a 20-sided die? That's crazy. That ain't bad. That ain't bad. It's pretty good. It's a 52, Ed. I, I don't armor class infinite. <laughs> Mystery Tour is a 5th edition D&D actual play about a rock and roll band that solves mysteries while they're out on tour. I'm Ed, and I'll be your DM. Hi, I'm Emily, and I'm playing Kemen. He's a fearbolg, which is a half-giant, so you can picture him. He's got dusty blue skin, floppy lammy ears, and he's wearing a leather vest with chevron cut fringe, um, and boots of spider climbing, and a train hat. He's also got a familiar that's a raven whose name is Crow. He's like, so cool. Hi, my name is Brayden, and I'll be playing a Matryoshka doll of a character again. Staff is a changeling who is hiding his identity from the band Dream Lancer. So instead, Staff is pretending to be Scrapper, who is a young woman shifter. And the shifter has feline characteristics and was hired as the replacement guitarist for the band Dream Lancer. Wendy here, played by Nora, the most famous snow leopard tabaxi bard from the Snowy Mountain clan you'll ever meet. Wendy loves snow and hunting frogs, teaching Lars new tricks, and making up really entertaining stories where she gets to be the hero. Last time on Bardic Mystery Tour, the gang found a temple of the Cult of Beautiful Blood. After disrupting their ritual, they discovered a suspicious pipe that left the temple underground. After eluding the guards, Dream Lancer found a tunnel leading to the underground. We join them as they venture forth into the unknown in an attempt to disrupt the cult's ability to empower the Deviless in charge of the Devil Invasion. This is Bardic Mystery Tour. Dream Lancer climbs down the ladder next to the glowing rod thing. Red pipe. We know it's a pipe. Yeah. That's where they keep the semen. Is there semen oh, red? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They should get that checked. Maybe it's normal for devils. It's not even full of blood. It's full of uh, beauty and lust. Yeah. Okay. Is this you telling us the secrets of your story arc, or are you just making things up? I'm telling the listeners, don't listen. We all know that beauty and lust is code for devil semen. It's kind of the same thing. Told you. Who wants to go first? And then I look at I want to go first. All of those who have dark vision, like you, Scrapper, we should go first. Yeah, I'll follow you. Okay. I look longingly at the door and wish I could leave and save Lars. Guys, do you think I should cast light? No, you'll give us away. Just use your dark vision. I don't have any. (laughs) Just hold on to Scrapper. Okay. I hold Scrapper's hand. It's not the best light source, but there's also a giant glowing pipe that makes everything red. Which is nice. I bring an entire novel set that I've been trying to get through. What's it called? The Spiel of Splime. I've been trying to get through that too. What do we see when we go down the ladder? All right. You're in some old construction that has been done. Probably something along the lines of like catacombs for the old temple. Or perhaps some ancient waterway that no one knew existed anymore. Is it like the Parisian catacombs where there's just like skulls everywhere? 
No, it's more like the New York sewers. Hmm. Are the walls like stone? Yeah. It's also bigger than a normal place you'd find underground. What's it smell like? Musty. But not like sewage. No. Okay. Just checking. If we listen really carefully, do we hear rats squeaking or other small rodents that remind me of Lars? Yep. Are there any sewer frogs? Do sewer toads count? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to try and hunt one. Okay, roll a frog hunting check. Are you going to use your new knife? Yeah, obviously. Wait, with the twisted obsidian my, dagger? Yeah, my twisted obsidian dagger. All right. I got a 14. I don't know what I should add to that. Yeah, I think you should use, like, perception. Are you for survival? Survival, yeah. I think I should argue for perception. Oh, oh never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> 23. You see an animal that's half frog, half toad. I want to sneak up on it and then kill it with my twisted obsidian dagger. All right. You stab it. Which way is it half? Um, Laterally. Top half toad, bottom half frog. It wasn't like down the middle, left and right? Dude, if you had to name 12 differences between toads and frogs, can you do it? One of them has warts. Toads are gray and frogs are green. Toads are telepathic and frogs are empathic. Toads make you hallucinate. When you touch them, toads have a lot of feelings. Frogs are really good with numbers. Toads are better at housekeeping skills like cooking and mopping, and frogs are better at farmhand skills like chopping wood and tilling the ground. Isn't there a book about city toad and country frog? Sure. Toads are more interested in F1 races, and frogs are more into NASCAR. I'm going to take the toad that I killed. I'm going to tie his legs together and then dangle him from my belt as a warning to the other toads. That's a good point. Keep those toads away. I want to continue down whatever corridor we see. There's only one way to go, right? Yes. There's a very obvious direction that the pipe goes. Okay, yeah. I want to follow the pipe for sure, yeah. Okay. I assume everybody else comes with me. I follow, and I think the Kevin's still holding on to me. Yeah, I'm holding on to your bell loop. Which is kind of hard because of the height difference. Also, I'm technically still invisible. Do you guys want to be able to see me? Has it been an hour? Yeah, wait, isn't Wendy the only invisible? No, I'm visible. You're visible? Maybe I'm not. Because you cast message. Yeah, because I cast message. Yeah. So you're the only one that's still invisible. Yeah. All right, you follow this red glowing pipe for what seems to be a few blocks or something like that. You come to a point where up in front of you, there seems to be a bend where it gets very bright red. And uh, roll a perception check. With advantage because of our dark vision? Nope. We're doing a hearing perception. 23. 28. 29, baby. Wow. That's the best I can do. Well, you guys all hear what seems to be some, like, grumbling in Infernal. Mm. Don't I speak something like that? I don't know. When I hear it, I pull on Scrapper's bell loop a little bit. Where do you think I wrote down the languages I speak? Um, it's Good under question. language. I don't speak this language. Should I cast tongues? I'm like, hey, Wendy, can you understand what they're saying? Well, hold on a second. And I cast tongues on myself. So you can hear them grumbling, 
And they're saying things like, all right, guys, get to work. We got to get this ready before our next feeding. And then uh, you hear a different voice that says like, ah, man, these barbed devils are just completely worthless. We have to do all this ourselves." And you hear a bunch of like mechanical noises. And those kind of noises proceed, and there's still more grumbling. Man, all those other devils get to party and torture all day, and we're down here doing this dumb crap with this stupid feeding sarcophagus. Stuff like that. I tell Kemen, I'm like, hey, big guy. Yeah. It sounds like there's some devils around the corner that are messing around with some kind of device. Since you're the only one that's still invisible, can you go take a look and tell us what you see? Yeah, man. I sneak forward to look. Okay. When you turn the bend, you see that beside the pipe that you're following right now, I mean, along with, I don't mean beside, like, next to, I mean, beside, like, other than this pipe, there are a bunch of other pipes, like, seven-ish, let's say, that all these pipes run into this one giant tank container that's, like, super bright glowing red, and it is positioned above this kind of bizarre-looking funnel that goes into this sarcophagus that the lid is open on. Inside this room, this is, like, a very large room that's, like, 30 by 30 or something, but the sarcophagus takes up, like, a 15 by 10 space. Humongous. In this room, you see a... If you want to consult your pamphlet real quick. You see a bone devil? Um, I don't need to consult my pamphlet anymore because we've been doing devils for so long that I know what they all look like. Because you're a devil master now? That's why the commission You're ready to take us. your test to be a commissioner? Yeah. We've been saying this the whole time. Where were you? All right, so we see a bone devil. Also in this room, you see a bone devil, a chain devil, and five barbed devils. They're all doing tasks like uh, moving pipes around and turning cranks that are like... You know, attached to a pulley system that's opening the sarcophagus or, you know, whatever stuff. Does the sarcophagus look, like, in my head, it looks just like a coffin, but big. Yeah. And, like, stone or cement or something like that. Yeah, this one's probably, like, cast iron. Okay. Um, Can I see, like you said, they're opening it. If I stay there for a little bit, does it open more and more and I can get a look inside or no? Uh, The thing is already open. And you can see that there's nothing in it. Okay. Well, there's nothing you can see in it. Does it remind me of the one in that church that was up in the air that had, like, legs? Uh, no, because that one was far more geometric, and this one's far more ornamental. And this one is, like, on a dais that makes it, like, inseparable from the ground, it looks like, or maybe just, like, massively heavy. Okay. But they're not that different in concept, right? Like, they're very similar, like, uh, fit a human-sized thing in them. Are the barbed devils wearing any clothes that would be able to, like, identify them? Like, is one of them wearing sunglasses? Or they all, like, look exactly the same? No, no, no. They're all very different. One of them is wearing a Hawaiian t-shirt. I mean, not t-shirt. Wait, this is the barbed devils? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one has a Hawaiian shirt on that's, like, red with flowers on it, and he's wearing a lei. Okay. One has uh, denim overalls on and a set of goggles. Is one of them wearing a cape? Yeah, one has like a cape, like a vampire that has a really long like collar. He's high level if it's long. That's true. That's the rules of Lodos War. And the last one is walking around on drywall stilts. And the fifth one is naked? He's a nudist? 
uh, the I already said the fifth one because I said the last one has drywall stilts. So the fourth one, <laughs> uh, the fourth one has a jester cap with big like puffy balls on the end of it. Not bells. Nope. Okay, good. Just puffy. He's, he doesn't want to be too loud, you know. And he's wearing like one of those skirts that made out of it's made out of like belts or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, like a gladiator might wear. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, is the chain devil wearing anything? The chain devil has a lampshade hat on and it has a pole chain. I don't think we should kill these guys. They've got a lot of personality. Yeah, you should like teach them to be in a band or something. The bone devil is wearing like slacks and then like just a collar and like cuffs from like a dress shirt. Nice. All right. I hang out for just another couple seconds and keep my eye on the one on drywall stilts to see how good he is at moving around. Um, the one on the drywall stilts is doing a pretty good job walking around in them. Clearly moves slightly faster than all the other barbed devils, but they have to do all of the high tasks. So there's like a panel of like wheels that have to be turned, but five of them are like higher than the other five. And so like the guy on the stilts has to turn all the high ones. All right. Uh, I head back to my pals and I fill them in in a whisper and tell them about what's in front of us. Including all the outfits? Yeah. It's a long conversation. I think it's worthwhile, though. Yeah, I, I think so, too. What do you guys want to do? Do you want to, like, fight them? It seems like we should just go mess up this magic hopper. Could we just, like, cast Shatter on the funnel? This is, like, the goal. It's, like, destroy this thing. Yeah, so we mess up all the cults. Yeah, I say we go in, murder all these devils, destroy this thing. Sick. Maybe we can take one out silently, you know? I was thinking maybe I could uh, cast Enemies Abound again. Yeah. Probably one of the barb devils would be the least smart, so that could, like, cause a distraction. And then we could jump and in. And then we can jump in and kill them. Yeah. Do you want to try to do a two-pronger? Yeah. Let's do it. Sick. Hey there, groupies. Brayton here. Just trying to say thank you one more time for listening to Bardic Mystery Tour, the best podcast since the invention of podcasts in 1997 by Francis Pod. Don't fact check me. Since we're the best podcast, you know the facts are true. Visit bardicmysterytour.com for any kind of fact checking needs about podcasts in the life and times of Francis Pod. Don't forget to check out our Patreon page to give us money since we invented podcasting. This episode's not late. And maybe we'll see you next week again, right back here for Bardic Mystery Tour. Um, I can sneak back in and I can climb up onto the ceiling wearing these sick boots. And, and drop drop above. Drop down on somebody or cast a spell from up there and maybe they won't even notice me. Spider fear bulg. Spider fear bulg. Spider fear bulg. Doing the things a spider fear bulg does. <laughs> Um, enemies abound works within 120 feet. I don't know how close you have to be for charm monster. I also don't know how close we are. I only have to be within 30 feet, so it's not bad. Do you have to see? Yeah, I have to be able to see the creature that I'm casting it on. Okay. How high is the ceiling in that room? Like 10 feet. It's not super tall. So the dude on the stilts can like probably touch the ceiling with his hands. Get him first. Bob devils aren't super. That also means like the bone devil's big. So the bone devil's kind of like sometimes hits his head on stuff on the ceiling. So I won't be out of reach. No. So you can determine how far away you want to be because you can head farther down this corridor. But the room is like 30 by 30. 
and then the corridor like turns and goes right into it. So you, if you're more than like 10 feet away from the room, then you're down the corridor out of like line of sight. Um, and now you say that the sarcophagus, is it taking up one half? Is it butted against two walls or is it in the center of the room? It's in the center of one wall. And then because there are eight of these tubes, because I said there were seven other ones, there it means there are eight doors, including the one that you're coming from, that go into this room that are on the other three sides of the room. But the one side of the room has just the sarcophagus sticking out from the center of it into the middle of the room. Okay. Did you decide what you're going to cast? Yeah, I'm going to cast Confusion. So, How many people does that? Ten foot radius. Oh. Say ten foot radius? It hits every creature in a ten foot radius? Mm-hmm. Wow. They are all over the room, though. So you can probably try to hit... The bone or the chain and then like two of the barbed or try to hit like three barbed up to you. When we get to the corner, I want to get one of those groups that doesn't have the vampire cape in it. All right, let's say the vampire cape one is the farthest from all the other ones. So you can still make whichever decision you want. I'm going chain devil and two barbed devil. Okay. Chain devil, overalls, and drywall stilts. Are we doing any kind of initiative? Yeah, we're going to roll initiative, baby. Wait, they know what's happening? No, if they would need initiative round, then their turn is spent being surprised. Twelve. Eight. Five. It's weird that we did so poorly after having a plan. Yeah, well, fortunately for you, they all go, <gasps> and then you guys get and to go. And that's our turn. Yeah. <laughs> they noticed us? They noticed you. They saw you walk around the corner, and they all went... They didn't see me. They saw... You plural, the party, <laughs> Dreamlancer, walk around the corner. Are you on the roof, though? The ceiling? Oh, yeah. I cast Enemies Abound on the Vampire Cape Barb Devil. Enemies are all around us, waiting in the dark to strike. Make the first move, win the fight. You can't let your enemies get ahead. Attack them first, kill them dead. Okay, what's the save? It's an intelligence save of 16. Okay. Was it that he thinks everything around him is an enemy? Yes. So he will randomly attack someone. They can't distinguish friend from foe. Okay. Each time that person takes damage, they can make another save. And it's a concentration spell for up to a minute. But if that creature chooses to attack, it chooses at random. Okay. And then, Brayden, what's your spell? I'm going to cast Confusion. You're going to question everything that you know. Cerebral suppression. Let's give it a go. Your attention is starting to slow. I cast Confusion. You can't tell friend from foe. And it's going to hit a 10-foot radius sphere, including the chain devil with the lampshade hat, the drywall stilts barb devil, and the denim overalls and goggles barb devil. And they all roll a wisdom saving throw against 17 because I have my ion stone floating around my head. Ooh. That I got from Grundledore's grave or shrine or whatever it was. Does it make like a little sound whenever it activates? No, I just, you can see it floating around my head. It'd be cool. I think it'd be cool if it like made like a little like noise, kind of like a bug. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Okay, and then that means on their turn they roll to determine their outcome, which can be act normally, 
attack a teammate, flee, or do nothing? Yes. Okay, I'll consult you on their turns, probably. Okay. Can I tell if they're affected? Sure. The overall and goggles and the chain devil are both affected, but drywall still is not confused. Okay. Just so you know, um, also they can't take reactions if they're confused. Okay. Good to know. Is it my turn? Yes. Okay, I walk kind of above but behind the jester cap barb devil. Okay. And I cast Otto's irresistible dance upon him. Let me enchant you a bit. It's automatic. Suddenly you're gyration fanatic. Come cut a rug for me under Otto's magic. Want to see you get that frolic. It's enticing. It's beguiling. It's irresistible dance. What's the saving throw? 17 wisdom. Okay, so what's this do? He dances. The target begins a comic dance in place, shuffling, tapping its feet, and capering for the duration, which is up to a minute. Um, Creatures that can't be charmed are immune to this spell. A dancing creature must use all of its movement to dance without leaving its space and has disadvantage on dexterity saving throws and attack rolls. While the target is affected by the spell, other creatures have advantage on attack rolls against it. As an action, a dancing creature makes a wisdom saving throw to regain control of itself. On a successful save, the spell ends. So he can spend his action to try to save. Every time. But he can also try to attack and just take disadvantage. Yes. But can't move. Yeah, while well, his movement is in place dancing. Yes. Comically. Spends his move, not moving. Dancing. Does he start to dance? Yes. Yes. What kind of dance is it? A comic dance, Ed. Tell us about it. What's it called when you just take your like two fists and put them together and go up and down and you kick your heels out to the opposite oh, direction? I should have done it to the farmer guy. That feels like a farmy dance. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know what that's called, but I know what you're talking about. It's like a jig. Yeah. Isn't a jig a type of song? Yeah, it's also it's a, kind of dance. It's, it's like a polka. And like a kind of saw. No. Well. Puzzle. I guess. But a jig is like a thing you use with, like, to, like to make the same thing over and over. Mm. I don't know what that dance is called. I also don't know what it's called. Anyway, they all snarl angrily. And they say expletives in Infernal. Can I understand them still? Yeah. What do they say? They all say different expletives. So one says bitch, and one says fuck, and one says butthole, and one says ball sacks. Okay, but okay, I'm glad I can't hear them. And one says, not on my Christian Minecraft server. Does one of them say hashtag exclamation point, comma, comma? Yeah. Chameleon. Does one say poop donuts? Yeah, one says poop donuts. Why would they say that? That doesn't. That's a. We. I've never even heard anybody say that. You gotta understand. In hell, they have different expletives. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, it's like a literal translation versus like a yeah. functional translation. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And they didn't even notice us, and they're just gonna kill each other, and we just get to sit back and do nothing. No, awesome. they notice you because you cast spells on them. Son of a gun! I should have cast invisibility on all of us again. Should have cast invincibility. It doesn't matter. You still want to cast spells on them. When you and cast a spell on someone, they know where anymore. you are. That can't be always true. That can't be always true. Well, anyway, I'm now visible on the ceiling. But, like, really, it's only a 10-foot ceiling, and you're, like, aren't you, like, 8 feet tall? Yeah, I can touch the floor. They're, like, 8 feet tall, so you're just, like, looking at each other's crotches, kind of. It's actually kind of weird. It's real weird. It's a good thing they're wearing clothes, I guess. The one only has a Hawaiian shirt and a lay. He doesn't have pants on. The one only has a cloak on, no pants. 
Or shirts. The one only has drywall stilts. That's not even clothes. You can't call drywall stilts clothes. That's a good point. I wouldn't call them that. But you're not face to his crotch. Like, you're face to his feet. Yeah. And his head. If he comes out in the hallway. Oh, he's talking about me. You're in the hallway too, aren't you? No, I walked in. I had to be 30 feet away. So I went closer to the jester cap guy on the ceiling. Yeah, we gotta use the door as a choke point. Yeah, but she said that she walked into the room. Okay, I'm I'm waiting for whoever's turn it is so that I can yell, big guy, get out here to make a choke point at the doorway. <laughs> that wasn't part of the plan, man. That's true. Kevin didn't tell us the important details about the size of the doorway and the choke point capabilities. So Kevin's not good at thinking about those things. Uh. Also, cool thing that Kemen went third, because then we could cast our line of sight spells through Kemen, and then Kemen became back visible. And yeah, Kemen almost got caught in that confusion sphere. Yeah. Yeah, but he's already confused, so. Immune <laughs> <laughs> to confusion. Yeah, Emily's been rolling a D10 every turn anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sure dude's just chill. He's just going to swing at Kemen with his claws. He has claws? Yep. Are they sharp? Yeah. Barbed sharp. Well, I see razor sharp. Are they painted? No. I'm just saying if I was a devil and I had big sharp claws, I would paint them. Well, would you wear a Hawaiian shirt? No. Would you wear anything else besides a Hawaiian shirt? Probably. That's at least three differences between you and this guy. This is an important episode. We learned the difference between toads and frogs, and we learned the difference between Wendy and a barbed devil. Or maybe Nora and a barbed devil. Does a 25 hit you, Kevin? Oh, yeah. For sure. What about a 16? Definitely not. Dodged it. What about a 17? No, I put my shield up and just like, he hit the shield instead. Okay, well, the Hawaiian devil. The Hawaiian devil. The Hawaiian devil. The Hawaiian devil slashes you with one claw for four damage. I feel like we should make a drink called the Hawaiian devil. Sounds pretty good. Four? Four damage? What would it even have in it? Like pineapples for sure. Pineapples and hot sauce? Yeah. Wow. I mean, and some rum. Yeah. Uh, what do I have to do? Roll to see if I break my concentration? The dancy bop one? Yeah. Uh, I got an 18 on my concentration skills. Does my spell keep going? Yeah. Yes. Brayton, I need you to roll a d10 for overalls and goggles. I got a six, which means the creature doesn't move or take actions this turn. All right. And you should know uh, he can do another wisdom saving throw against 17 to become unconfused. Okay, Vampire Cloak. So he attacks randomly, so he might even still attack an enemy. Yes. He just thinks everybody is his enemy, basically. Vampire Cloak Man attacks Jester Hat Man. Yo, is that who's dancing? Yep. That means he gets advantage and Jester Cat Man gets disadvantage. Yeah. Well, he doesn't get disadvantage. disadvantage, He gets disadvantage on saving throws. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm just going to roll like 100 dice over here. Oh, my God. Do you need some extra dice? He managed to miss with one of his claws. Dang. He was dancing pretty hard. All right. Then drywall stilts. Roll a d10, Brayton. I rolled a two, which means that the creature doesn't move or take actions this turn. Is someone a six man? Yeah. Two through six are all that. So we hit the whole, the full gambit of the range. Then. Holy crap. It's a 50% chance to do nothing? Yeah, because it's confusion. That makes sense, right? Yeah, they don't know what to there's do. A, there's a 10% chance that they'll use all their movement to run in a random direction. And then there's a 20% chance that the creature uses its action to make a melee attack against a randomly determined creature. And then there's a 20% chance that the creature can act and move normally. That's how confusion works. And he can make another wisdom saving throw to become unconfused. 
Yeah, I just think that that's. I think fifty percent chance of nothing is stupid. Okay. I debated for like a quarter second whether we should just change those numbers around real quick, but let's just keep them. The writers of this game know what they're doing. Yeah, this is a D and D podcast. Yeah, and we only use the rules as written because they're written as intended. And then Jesterhead continues to dance, so he doesn't get a saving throw unless he spends his action doing it, right? Right. He's just going to continue dancing and hurl fireballs at Kemen. All right. At disadvantage, right? At disadvantage. Because you know why you're dancing, it's difficult to aim. Yeah, unless this is what you do all the time, and you've practiced this skill, which I bet he hasn't. All right. The first fireball he hurls at you just flies completely past you. So there's the next one. Oh, it makes sense. And then he says something in Infernal. All right. What does it sound like? I want to know what he says. He says, eat fire, idiot. But it sounds to you like, Nice. I give him the three-finger piece then. He gives you the three-finger middle finger. Nice. <laughs> All right. Then your boy Lampshade Devil has been drinking on the job, by the way. Is there a lamp in here with just a bulb that he took it off of? That's his hat he okay. wears all the time. Okay. He also drinks all the time. Okay. It's just part of his, they're unrelated. They're just separate personality okay. traits. You can have more than one thing to your personality, Emily. You wouldn't know this being so plain yourself as to having no interests but D&D. That's true. If I had other interests, we'd have better social media. If you had other interests, we'd have like music or something in our podcast. I just asked someone else to write them. I've actually been paying someone to write all my spell songs this whole time. That was the big reveal that it's all ghostwritten. Yeah, I've been, um, I'm out of money, so I have to quit the podcast. So you do have another interest and it's paying people money? Yeah. I have that interest also. I love paying other people money. Nice. Now hold on. We might be able to work together on something. Wait, if I pay you money, will you pay me money and write my spell songs from here on out? I can pay you money, and you can pay me money, and we'll write each other's spell songs. All right. I got to write uh, Otto's Irresistible Dance this time, and I don't know what I have to write for you, but I don't know how to write songs, so good luck. <laughs> it's going to go like this. You got to dance. You got to dance. You got to kick up your heels and spin around and dance. Done. We got it going on i was reading because i realized something about uh the effectiveness of this confusion you think it's not effective on them no i think it's fantastic i think that it's um especially useful on this chain devil yeah i was thinking that when i picked him because doesn't he like animate chains and shit but he yeah, can't do that but he now. can't do that in, like if he gets attacked normally he can't like animate chains because like he would have to like do that first yeah so even if he gets attacked, like he has to get act normally, not any of the other actions to even get his chains out. Yeah, yeah. but he does get that wisdom save. Okay, well, roll his thing. I rolled. I did two of them, and yeah, yeah. So we're on the third one. You did. You did oh, goggles and drywall stilts. Now we're on lampshade. Oh, I thought drywall stilts didn't get confused. I thought he passed the save originally. You're right. He was just confused because he's dumb. Okay, I'm sorry. I right, roll for lampshade, dude. It's the altitude up there, you know. I got another two, so he does nothing. Cool. Lampshade Hat just stands there. Lampshade Hat Chain Devil. Yeah, Lampshade Hat Chain Devil. Does he pull the chain on his Lampshade Hat? You don't want him to do that. You wouldn't like him when he's turned on. Whoa. Whoa. All right, Bone Devil. 
Which, in case anyone remember, forgets what a bone devil looks like. The bone devil barely fits in this room. He's like 12 feet tall, so he's like always hunched over. But they like to hunch over anyway. They look super emaciated, and their bones are all sticking out. And they have like really long razor claws and have like a scorpion tail kind of looking thing and butterfly wings. And isn't his head elongated like a yeah. kinda, like a horse? Like a xenomorph? The bone devil is going to attack Kemen. Similar to the barb devil will also double slash with claws and then attack with his stinger. Claw number one. Is your arm class 19? No. Is it higher? Uh, no, it's an 18. <laughs> <laughs> I just answer the questions that are presented to me. He claws you for nine damage with his right claw. Yow! His left claw. Cutting words. That useless? Kind of. He had a 21 with a natural 20, so that's still a critical hit. He does six damage critically to you. Ow! Right in your toe. My whole toe is hurting. Yeah, he knocked your big toenail off of your left foot. It hurts a lot. Do you think it's going to grow back? The follicle might not be that damaged, so it'll probably be fine. He also damaged my sweet, sweet shoes. Don't you toast to God your shoes? No, because they're boots of spider climbing. Oh, well, then that means it's just floating around in your boots of spider climbing. You're not wearing Birkenstocks anymore? No, because I wanted to climb on ceilings. Then you can't use that spell. What spell? I got my Birkenstocks and I like to knock. Oh, yeah. Call me Kevin. I got a big clock. Did you say Kevin? Kevin. And then he swings his tail at you. This is something that, if you remembered your last fight with the Bone Devil, you would uh, remember harder, which was that the poisonous tail is a more important tack than a claw. Cutting words! My words are poison, leeching into your soil. You can't resist them, no matter how you toil. Does a... To hit you. No. That was a good cutting words, Wendy. I got a 12 for my concentration check since I got hit. Okay. And it's now Dreamlancer's turn, but I don't remember what order you went in. I'm first. So the ones that aren't, like, ensorcelled right now are, what, Hawaiian shirt and denim? No, denim is drywall stilts and Hawaiian shirt are the two and the Chippendale Bone Devil. Oh, okay. Can I get the, like, I want to get within 60 feet and then choose two targets within five feet of each other. Is that possible? You're within 60 feet of all of them. Right now. Yeah, and you want to choose two targets within five feet of each other? That are not ensorcelled, if possible. But if not, then I want to get the bone devil. Do you want the bone devil in, or do you want the two barb devils? I would do bone devil. You want the bone devil and the drywall stilts? Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to cast Acid Splash. It's a dexterity save, and they take acid damage. What's the save against? 16. Okay. Nine damage. And if they save, they take half? It says they must succeed or take damage, so I don't think they take half. All right. Well, the dude on the stilts 
jumps in the air and does a split with his stilts, and so the acid goes completely underneath him, and it only hits the bone devil. But does it hurt his stilts? Nope. Totally dodged. Does it hit the bone devil and give him, like, pockmarks on his face, and now he's even uglier? Yeah. You didn't know it was possible. Actually, maybe it makes him slightly more beautiful. Um, I'd also like to inspire the big guy. Hey, you, you're pretty cool, and I think the world of you. So let's take a drink and give it a thing. This time your aim should be true. Aw, gee, thanks. What's Wendy doing? Wendy just took her turn. Fine, what's Scrapper doing? I'm going to hold my fingers out in an occult shape. I'm going to summon the powers of the old gods and shoot an eldritch blast directly at the bone devil. That's three of them because of our level. But don't you have to make an attack roll? Yeah. So do you make an attack roll for each one? That's what I think happens. Okay. So my first one hits armor class 22. That does hit. The second one hits armor class 25. That also does hit. And the third one hits armor class 11. That actually, that one misses. Are you kidding me? It's, it would have hit, except for the part that it would have hit got burned off by the acid splash. Sorry. This is Wendy's fault. So between those two hits, it takes nine force damage. Okay. And then I'm going to use my bardic powers to inspire soft wind in the trees, snowy mountain. All right, Catman. All right. Uh, how far am I from the bone devil? You're in the center of the room, so you're pretty close to everything. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take, I whip out my long sword plus one that I got from Grungo's stash, and I slash at the bone devil. Okay. Are you still standing on the ceiling? I am standing on the ceiling. Um, so I think that when I stab, I'm going to stab like at his knees, I think. I'm trying to take his ACL out. You think that he'll have a lower AC without an ACL? Yeah. ACL stands for armor class lower, though. So if you take out his ACL, then you'll have a higher No, you know what she meant. Yeah, you know what I meant. The artotoclocheal ligament. Yep. I'm going for it. 24 to hit. That's a hit. Aw, sick. And it does 12 damage. 12 damage? To his ACL. All right. That is the end of my turn. The Hawaiian devil will attack Kemen with two claws and a tail. Mm, does a 11 hit you? No, I have a shield. Yeah, what about a 19? Yeah, my shield was on the wrong side. It was for the first claw. Oh, you take eight damage from his left hand. Then he swings his tail at you. Does an 18 hit you? Yes. Deals you nine damage with his tail. Yeah! Roll a constitution save for concentration. Uh, I got an eight. Then, it fa- then your spell fails. Shit. All right, he stops dancing. All right, Brayden, I need you to roll for overalls and goggles. For overalls, I got a five, so he does nothing. That dumb idiot. And for goggles, go- that's the same person. That's the same one. All right. Vampire Cloak attacks overalls and goggles, and he hits him with one of his claws and his tail. Drywall Stilts realizes that he was never even under confusion, so he's not going to get a roll check and is going to attack Kemen. Um, but when he swings his right claw, he overexerts himself and he breaks one of his drywall stilts and he falls on the ground. Oh, oh no. 
He probably got damaged by the acid. I'm just saying. Yeah. He said it didn't, but I think it did. Maybe it did. It must have been, some of the acid must have got on the stilts. Slow acid. Is there a chance that he has shorter legs than normal, and that's why he's got the stilts? No, he just, um, someone has to take care of the hide knobs. And everyone else in the room had an identity, and he didn't have an identity, and he wanted one. So he picked up the drywall stilts, and he <laughs> never put them down. Okay. Does he have to take his next turn to take the other one off? Otherwise, you can't walk. You cannot walk with one drywall stilt Yeah, on. but you could say uh, the reason he can't attack for the rest of the turn is because he has to spend the rest of his turn taking the other drywall stilt off. Okay. Yeah, but are you saying that? Because it doesn't sound like you said that yet. And he's going to spend the rest of his turn taking his other drywall stilt off because you can't fight with one drywall stilt. You can if you're good. He's not good. The one in the jester hat says, Dancing sure is fun, but killing's even funner. And continues to hurl fireballs at Kemen because there's a lot of devils around Kemen. Kemen, I think you're in a bad spot, if I can be honest. Try move. <laughs> yeah, does a 22 hit you? Yeah. You take 12 damage from his first fireball. Then he makes a fireball in his left hand and hurls it at you. Yeah, but does a 15 hit you? That does not hit me. The other fireball just hurls against a wall and explodes. That sounds about right. The chain devil is going to have Brayton make a roll for him to see what he does. Oh, no. I rolled a nine. Does it act normally? The creature can act and move normally. Ha-ha! The chain devil reaches up into his lampshade and yanks out four of those, you know, those, like, ball chains uh, that come on a lamp pole. Yeah. They have like those clasps that have put two balls in it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But they're like that, but the balls are each like fist-sized. Whoa. Holy shit. And they're each like five feet long. He whips them out, and he hucks them down the corridor, and then they all stand up on their end. And then he extends his arms, and out of his arms pop these other chains. They're just normal-looking chains, but they're covered in barbs. Whoa. And then the four chains that he hucked down the hallway are all going to attack Wendy and Scrapper. Two are going to attack Wendy, two are going to attack Scrapper. Wendy, does a 27 hit you? I guess. The first chain hits you for nine damage. The second chain swings at you. Does an 18 hit you? Yeah. Well, that one hits you for 14 damage. The third chain attacks Scrapper. Does a, an 18 hit you? Um, is it okay? If, do I have my rapier out? Or does using Eldritch Blast prevent that? No, you can cast Eldritch Blast while you have a rapier. Okay. then Just cast I, with your other hand, right? Are yeah. you holding a shield? No. Okay. I'm going to use my defensive duelist feat as a reaction, and I'm going to add my proficiency bonus to my armor class, making 18 miss me. Okay. The fourth chain attacks Scrapper. Does a 20 hit you? Yeah. That still gets me. Because what happened was my sword was already bound up with a good parry on the first chain. I don't need excuses. Just write 15 damage down on your character sheet. Then the Bone Devil attacks Kemen. Rude. Super rude. Yeah, somebody's in the middle of the room. Cutting words. Before you cast cutting words, you realize that the Bone Devil, much like his good friend Drywall Stilts buddy, just, it's just too tall for the room. And banged his head on like a low hanging like support. And uh, he just rubs his head and he's like, oh, oh my head. It hurts so it's bad. It's one of those red glowing pipes. Yep. Yeah. It is. 
They gotta build their rooms bigger for these guys. There's also a little crack in the red glowing pipe now. I can understand why they'd be complaining about how they have to be cramped in this room all the time working. While yeah, put little parties. devils in here, right? Am I yeah, wrong? Like, pick someone that's suitable for this. Tr- yeah, right? Yeah, you guys are having this conversation, right? Bone Devil no. and Scrapper. And so now they're speak. friends, and this ends the whole fight. Wrong again, bozo. Wendy, what are you doing? Can I cast a really good shatter in a 10-foot radius and hit the bone or chain devil and not my friends? <sighs> Kevin is in there. Um, yes, but... So Scrapper hit the chain devil, goggles, and drywall stilts, but Kevin moved into there. So if you want to hit, like, lampshade and goggles or lampshade and drywall stilts, that's fine. And lampshade is the chain devil. Yeah. I want to hit him, and I want to hit drywall stilts. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to cast it as a level five shatter. When I get really worked up, I make quite a clatter. Stomping and raging about until we resolve the matter. But when we reach that point of no return, I'll end the argument definitively with a shatter. 25 damage with a constitution saving throw. For half, right? Yep. All right. Lampshade Devil doesn't look like he took it super well, but Drywall Stilts looked like it wasn't the end of the world for him. Also, surrounding them were a bunch of those pipes, and that massive uh, middle pipe are all glass. The cylinder was like stone, and so all of those shatter, and this liquid... Beautiful blood? Yep. The beautiful blood, which is just... It's not actually blood. It's essence taken from blood that embodies the beauty and the lust of humans. Spills all over the floor. What's that stuff that you can do whenever you give blood? It's uh, platelets? platelets. Is it platelets? Kind of like platelets. When it hits the ground, the glow stops glowing, but all the stuff that's still in the pipes is still glowing. Um, I'm going to say that also Kemen just gets coated in it because he's kind of in there. Does it hurt? No. But it's sticky. Does it taste good? Like, did it get in my mouth? Like, how you're at the beach and it's like, no, it tastes bad. Yeah. I'm so happy I'm not the one coated in gross goo this time. For once? Yeah, jeez. The goo runs all over the floor and it spills out into the hallway and runs all the way up to Wendy's feet and stops right before it touches Wendy. First time for everything, guys. All right. That was Wendy's turn, right? Yep. Scrapper, what are you doing? I have a question. Do I know if we kill this chain devil, will these chains become unanimated? The last time you killed a chain devil, the chains that they animated stopped being animated. Do you want to read the pamphlet real quick? No, I think that during combat might be hard. Yeah. Um, Also, are the chains like their own creatures now, or are they... You can attack them. All right, I'm going to cast a new spell called the Arms of Hadar. Are you becoming a warlock? No. What? All right, so the Arms of Hadar, it's an instantaneous thing that causes these dark tendrils to reach out from my body in a 10-foot radius at all creatures around me, and it attacks them. So they get a strength saving throw. And if it's possible, I'd like to move so that I am also by the ones that are in front of Windy, but not within 10 feet of Windy. Is that a possibility or no? You're currently in 10 feet of all of them. The corridor's only like 10 feet, and you guys are in like kind of the corner. 
Okay. Do you have to make it so you're not within 10 feet of Wendy? Because she's right. still within 10 feet of you. I'd like to do that, but still be in 10 feet of the chains. I just don't know. How, I don't really uh, understand how we're laid out. Yeah, yeah. So the thing is, so the room, the corridor comes into like an elbow, and the corridor is like 10 foot wide. You can think of you and Wendy in like a 10 by 10 square. Mm-hmm, like we're two corners of a 10 by 10 square. Yeah, and then there are chains that are in like the other two of them and the first two of the corridor. So like that definitely puts you within 10 feet. Also, if you are the close one to the room, then you're within 10 feet of, like, the bone devil also. Oh, I am? Can I step forward? Uh, Yeah, let me think about the geometry about it for a second, because Kevin's kind of in the center of the room, which is going to make it tough. But that means if you're at the edge of the room anywhere, you're 10 feet away because the room's 30 by 30. Mm-hmm. So if you pick, like, a corner, you can probably make it so you can hit the chain devil, the bone devil, one of the chains, and still. Perfect. I do that. I use my fleet feet, and I step around the chain in front of me, and I step around the corner, and then I summon the power of Hadar, the Dark Hunger, and I'm going to cast it as a third-level spell so that it does 2d6 additional damage. Ten dark tendrils lash out from my body and ten feet around me in all directions. then everything has to make a strength saving throw or take 2d6 necrotic damage. If it does succeed, then it takes half damage. There's a, wait, there's another effect. Oh, and they can't get reactions if they fail their save. Oh. What was the saving throw against? 17. What was the damage on it? 14 damage if they failed the save, and 7 if they succeeded. Okay. All right, Kevin, what are you thinking about? Uh, I'm thinking about casting this cantrip Toll the Dead on Bony Boy and getting out of the middle of the room. Okay. If you do an action and move, you're going to invoke opportunity Didn't he just say if it was successful, they don't get a reaction? Yes. True. And the confused one, still, you're still near Hawaiian shirt. Okay. And he didn't get hit. That's okay. Uh, so I'm going to cast Toll the Dead on Bony Boy. Okay. Lampshade. No. Chippendale. Chippendale. Why is he called Chippendale? Because he's got just a collar and cuffs. And slacks. Oh. And slacks. So he is a Chippendale dancer. I got it. And okay. So I think that had really set us up for almost any target of your dance would have been great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are You You thought that I was saying Chippendale. Like, he, you thought he was a rescue ranger. Yeah. But a different one's wearing the Hawaiian shirt, so. Yeah. Gotcha. I got confused. Okay. So I'm going to cast Toll the Dead, which is a cantrip, on the Chippendale Bone Devil. If you don't want to hear me break the news to you I've got necrosis ready to toll decay Chimes at noon It is an attack save of wisdom of 17. I'm going to take the words that you said and I'm going to make some assumptions and I'm going to roll something. (laughs) Save against my wisdom of 17. Okay. This is still doing the same thing. Succeed on a wisdom saving throw. I I picked some of the words you said and I used them to make a thought. And how did you did? 
I came up with an idea. Okay. Did you roll? Yeah, does saving make me take zero damage? Um, yeah. Well, do you want to roll what damage you would have dealt? No. Okay. I want you to tell me if it's worth rolling. I think it's always worth rolling. Okay. 24 damage. Okay, the spell doesn't seem to have very much effect on the bone devil. Hmm, that was a good roll. And then I'm going to move away from the middle. I'm going to see which corner Scrapper went to and go to the opposite corner. I'm going to say Scrapper went in and went left. Okay. So you're going to go toward the right, toward the door that Wendy's in. Kind of, yeah. Okay. Don't forget, you can go out into the corridor of any of the other seven other corridors. Oh, they're not doors. They're just holes. Yeah. Okay. I want to do that. The math's not adding up because if the corridor's 10 feet wide and there are three walls that are each 30 feet that somehow... No, that's 90 feet total and there's eight corridors. That just means there's seven pillars that only have 10 feet between the seven of them. What you're saying is that if Nora hits Shatter on one of the pillars, like the whole room is going to come down on all of us. No, wait, this is totally fine. Because if the corridor is 10 feet wide, it is tricky. It's tricky. Because you can't have three corridors on one wall, three corridors on one wall, and two corridors on one wall. Because three corridors on one wall means that that wall is all corridor. That's just one big corridor. But if the two of them are on corners... I mean, you can... I think it's reasonable to say it's a 10-foot wide corridor if it's actually 10 feet minus Five two inches. halves of the right. thickness of a wall, which is, what, like six inches of stones? You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's fine. It's fine. The math adds up, listeners, okay? Take that to your fact-checking website and see if you can put eight corridors in one 30 by 30 room. Yeah, if you're still confused about this when it comes out, then Ed will draw a picture and we'll post it on Twitter. I'll do it. Good, because I'm not going to. I just want you to know that this is what my drawing of the room looks like. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. That's what mine looks like. I can't picture. Th- like. Mine has a sarcophagus in it. Mine is a square with a sarcophagus in it's it. It's kind of full of devils. I mean, it's, it's a big room because it's like, you know, 900 square feet, whatever. But like, uh, it's still, there's a lot of things in this room. Some of them are bigger than people. Is KP Boy going to go next? First is Hawaiian Shirt Dude, who's actually going to make an opportunity attack against Kemen as oh, Kemen yeah. moves. Oh, yeah. Cutting words. My words are poison, leaching into your soil. You can't resist them, no matter how you toil. Does a... Nine hit you. No. Uh, I'm fast and dodgy. I had the spidey legs, and I did, like, the run, run, run. It was like um, my knees went really high on the ceiling. Is it called low-stepping if you're on the ceiling? <laughs> I don't know. No, Hawaiian shirt's going to fling fireballs at Kemen. Okay. And Drywall Stilts is just going to attack Kemen. So they just they effectively just swapped their positions. <laughs> Actually, Hawaiian shirt lights his Hawaiian shirt on fire with his fireball and has to drop on the ground and roll around to put it out. How much of his shirt is left? Well, it's still wearable. Is it a vest? He's... Hawaiian vest guy? Nearly new. He burned off, like, one sleeve, but not the entire half of the shirt, so it still goes around his, like, torso. But the other sleeve's still there, and the collar is still intact. We're going to have major problems if we burn his whole shirt off. Because then we'll have two totally naked barb devils that we can't distinguish. Exactly. Well, don't extinguish him. And then the overalls and goggles guy pulls his goggles off and sees that the glass is broken from the shatter, and he throws the goggles on the ground. If he doesn't roll it, do nothing on his confusion check. He did. He rolled a whatever you want on his confusion check. This is the worst spell. He throws his goggles on the ground. 
You're causing this team of devils to have an identity crisis. <laughs> <laughs> he attacks Scrapper with his claws and tail. Good luck, I say. But I don't mean it. He says, oh, thanks. Does a 17 hit you? Uh, it would, except for I use my sword and my feet of defensive dualism, and I parry his claws. All right, well, does an 11 hit you? No. Well, does a 17 hit you now? Yeah. Oh, you can only use that for one attack? Yeah, so yeah, it's a once. He hits you with his tail. It's also my reaction, I think. For nine damage with his tail. Uh, then the vampire cloak guy. Do I need, wait, should I roll um a concentration check? Is anybody still confused? Yeah. It ain't good. I got a natural one, so for my whole constitution save, I got a three. Does that pass? Technically less than ten. Dang. Then the vampire cloak devil attacks Kamen. With what? Claws and a tail. Does a 13 hit you? No. Does a 13 hit you? No. Does a 13 hit you? Cut. Editing words. Does a 19 hit you? Dang. Yes. Are you kidding me? You wrote a one, you piece of shit. What? I was going to say 23 for the other oh, one. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> 12 damage. Yow. What he hurt me with? Where did His he tail. get me? Right in my guts? Yep. Ow. 12 guts points. Then drywall stilts attacks Kemen. 21 hits. That hits me. Eight damage from his right claw. Misses with his left claw and his tail. <sighs> Shake it off. Then Jester Hat hurls fireballs at Scrabber. Oh, no. Does an 8 hit you? No. Does a 22 hit you? Yes, technically. You take 14 damage from a fireball. Holy macaroni. Then your confusion's gone, right? Yeah. All right, Chain Devil, who's standing right next to Scrapper, uses his chains. This could be bad for me. His first chain hits armor class 20. That hits me. You take 12 damage, and you're grappled. Okay. No, roll an escape check. If it's acrobatics, then I got a 24. You do not get grappled. Misses with his second chain, but all four chains in the corridor now attack Windy. Rude. One gets a critical. That doesn't hit me. I'm too strong. What? Get out of here. You take nine damage and you're grappled. Second one hits armor class 11. Third one hits armor class 20. That is 10 damage. And the fourth one, the fourth one hits armor class 24. That hits. For 12 damage. Okay. Then the bone devil attacks Kemen. Does a 16 hit you? No. Well, his left claw... Oh, see, last round he swung his right claw at you and hit his head on that pipe. But this time he swung his left claw. He didn't really think about how the reverse side of the same action is going to kind of have a similar action. He hits his head on that same pipe and it cracks again. Woof. That pipe's about to go down. Yeah, actually it it, uh, it breaks. And uh, some of that goo spills all over him. And he does look a little more beautiful. Nice, nice. We're just helping him out. Yeah. He's helping himself out. Beauty Makeover Tour. Beauty Makeover Tour. Beauty Makeover Tour. There we go. What about Beauty Makeover Team? Okay. Is that season seven? (laughs) Go around making monsters look beautiful. 
Yeah, we'll get jobs for, um, like, Mary Kay. Yeah. What are these dastardly devils doing in this secret chamber? Will disrupting this process weaken the devil's hold on plane? Can our heroes make it out of this encounter alive? Find out next time on Bardic Mystery Tour. show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Bardic Mystery Tour is recorded at Looking for Group Pittsburgh. Looking for Group Pittsburgh is a land center in the Brookline neighborhood of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you're in the area, stop by for games, co-working, or events. Find more information or schedule your next party at lfgpgh.com. Nora, what do you do with the dead rat in the mousetrap, or the dead mouse in the rat trap, whichever it was? We put it in the nearest sink I can find. They're not real sinks, though. I know. Good. <laughs> okay. Brayton, what do you do? Um, I softly touch Nora on the shoulder, and I say, hey, Nora, I think we gotta go get some lindenberries juice. Lindenberry juice. Lingen. Well, that's what I say. I said what I said. All right, what's your response? I say, do you mean lingonberry? Yeah, whatever, Nora. It's just good, and it's like it's like cranberries plus. I want some I mean? meatballs, man, and and I want to wash my hand. Oh yeah, the sink doesn't work. I look around for a bathroom. Roll perception. Trust me, they're far they're far away. They're at the entrance. Eighteen. Okay. I got a twenty. Okay. Together, you find your way back to the entrance. We didn't find our way to the cafe. There's a bathroom. What do you oh, do? I go in and I wash my hands. Good, good. I wait outside. Is there soap? I think so. Good. Are you ready? I'm not a good DM. So, Ed, whenever you're ready. You're doing great. You're doing great. Okay, what's your character do? Brayton's standing outside. Nora's washing her hands in the bathroom. I use my knife, my giant knife fingers, to try to pry one of those stubby pencils out of that little tiny box, but they're all too short. Oh, wow. Roll perception at disadvantage. Wait. Why is that a roll, perception? Roll, not perception. <laughs> roll dexterity. Slide a hand. Slide a hand at dexterity at disadvantage. Four. You fail. <laughs> and you actually knock the whole stand over. So there's lots of little pencils all over the floor. So if you want to try again, you can. I go, fuck. And then I look around to see if there's any like any mothers with their like kids around. Like, oh, shit. There's God. one, but she just puts her hands over the kid's ears and smiles and nods. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm sorry. I mean, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Uh, she starts to cackle, and she drags her child away. 
cackle. Oh, yeah. She thinks it's hilarious that you're swearing and that you have knives for hands and you're trying to pick up your 15 foot tall rock demon. And she gets like 10 feet away and she's like, wait, hold on. And she goes back and she picks one up and she tries to hand it to you. Oh, I cup my hand so she can drop it in it. She does. I thank her. Okay. What language do you thank her in? Uh, Japanese. <laughs> Arigato. <laughs> She's like, you got it, dude. And she walks away with her little kid. And her little kid's like crying because you're a demon with knives for hands. But it's okay. Uh, how'd the bathroom turn out? No more rats. So. Great. Okay. Are we going to concurrently like run these? You got to turn the fan off. Oh. I guess we won't use them then, because there's white noise in the background. Well, there's a fan in Ikea. Oh, yeah. It's the AC. Think about it. Got to keep that air circulating in the warehouse. Yeah. Got my air circulating, baby. With them hot, hot heat. Back to the show. 